Hi, guys. Thanks so much for joining us at the Still Loading Podcast. Today, we have Kaylise. What's up? Jake. Yo. And Jared. Hello. Today, we're talking about, uh, I think you said it before this, is like some deeper biblical stuff. Very I think you're the one to truth. say that. Yeah. So we're going to talk about uh, holiness, justification, righteousness, uh, all those things today. So it should be an interesting one. But I think this whole idea and concept sparked from... Uh, I think there's an opinion or a thought that a lot of people have that what does it mean to be holy, right? Or what does it mean to be justified? What is sanctification? How do we be- keep becoming more like Christ while knowing we're still going to mess up? You know, where where does that come from? So what, is it, what does it mean to be holy? What does it mean to be Christ-like but still messing up or trying not to mess up? Or maybe you don't even care and you're like, well, I'm trying to become like Christ, but I'm still going to kind of do what I want. So what are, you, what are you guys' thoughts on all that? It's a big one. Did you raise your hand? No, I moved. Oh, I thought you were like raising your hand. No. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, Jerry. I have a. Can we start off? Okay, I'm going to start off then because yeah, I I go think ahead. I heard it said really well. I'm going to read it uh, verbatim so I don't screw it up. But kind of like something that encompasses the whole thing. It says there's like there's the three tenses of salvation. Uh-huh. You'd have righteousness, which means we have been saved from the penalty of sin, right? So Jesus dying on the cross saved us from the penalty of sin. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have sanctification, which is we are currently being saved from the power of sin. So mm-hmm. it's this constant like refining. And then we have redemption, which is we shall be saved from the presence of sin. Um, and those three things would kind of be the... Uh, what would encompass salvation, which would be righteousness, sanctification, and re- ultimately redemption. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just thought that was really interesting because I think what we're talking about, it, from what I understand, is going to be mostly in the sanctification realm of like, what does it look like to be a Christian, be someone who, you know, is ultimately destined for heaven and for that, but also live in a world where you're still in sin, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that's like the weird... Um, I don't know. What's, is it is the dichotomy would be the right word? Was that the right word for that? Sure. Okay. I would say so. Yeah. That's yeah, a good way to it put it. It might not be, but whatever. But that's kind of where the Christian lives right now. It's like, how mm-hmm. do I uh, live in freedom knowing that I'm still in sin? <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's hard to do. I think the big thing is like, because people talk about being holy, and I guess I'm coming more from a place of, Um, I don't think we should strive to be holy. We should strive to be like the one who is holy, right? Strive to be Christ-like because if you strive to be this perfect being, it's never going to work out, but you want to become more and more conformed to who Jesus Christ is, become more Christ-like in everything you do while understanding that uh, you're justified. You're standing with God. My pops always says it, you know, it's like you're, you're standing with God, um, once you accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, never changes. It's and we're going to actually talk about that today too. But um, one, <laughs> your standing is you're innocent. You've been declared innocent. You're not guilty because of the sacrifice of Christ. And your state, though, like what you're in right now, is different. But that doesn't take away your salvation or. Um, or take away the sacrifice that Christ gave to you. Now, continual patterns of that, it's, some could argue it's like, well, you're not saved. you know. And we'll talk about that more. But I think when you accept Christ 
as the Lord and Savior, you're you're on the journey to be sanctified, like you call it. Sanctific- sanctification is a progressive process where you're continually moving forward and continually becoming more and more Christ-like. And I think where people get it wrong is, well, I'm being sanctified, but you're not really doing anything. You're not in the Word. You're not praying. You're not meditating on, on who God is. And you're just like, oh, I'm being sanctified every day, but I'm still kind of just doing whatever I want. You know, and even if you don't have that relationship with Christ, I think people get it wrong where, okay, I'm staying pretty, maybe uh, sin free, you know, and it's impossible nearly, but it's like, oh, I'm being pretty good, like handling it. But yeah, I still don't have that growing relationship with Christ. And so I think there's even a stagnation there. And what uh, sanctification is, is a continual process moving forward. But I think the whole chasing after holiness shouldn't be the thing we should be chasing after who Christ is. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. You're right. Thoughts? Already went. Um, <laughs> so I'll just put it like this quick preface. Uh, I am i didn't go to seminary, so all this kind of research or doctrinal, doctrinal truth is kind of like from my own sort of things. Or mm-hmm. And I don't really represent at church technically because I'm not on staff. So uh, just putting that out there in case people are listening. Dang, you, you basically try to give yourself an out. Yeah. That was like oh, weird. Cool. Everything I'm about to say is wrong. It's an easy yeah. way of saying because... <laughs> People listening to this, if I mean, I can say that a lot of people, I know a lot of Christians I know who are around my uh, age have not really read into doctrine themselves. So uh, I think I really want to encourage the people to do your own research, see, because there's a lot of different schools of thoughts mm-hmm, and it, it, it could really be applied differently. You should have said that instead of like, <laughs> oh, I'm not really a part of it. It sounded so like y'all are doing this and I'm over here. Well, I just don't very, want my it, views to be misrepresented per se. It was, there's nothing That's wrong. what the conversation's for. Yeah. It was very weird. I feel weird about that. Hey, can we start over? It's for legal reasons. <laughs> <laughs> I'm clean. Um, so from what I've been kind of, or how I've like uh, learned about all this kind of stuff. Holiness is more so the character of God, um, you know, and righteousness is a little different, that being more so the behavior. Um, so f- kind of what I got from holiness, I'm just reading in from just the Old Testament, um, comes like the root word, uh, hagios, set apart, sacred, um, s- something to that effect, but a little bit different in Peter, uh, I believe it's First Peter 1, 15 through 16, or this one's from 13. It says, therefore, with your minds that are alert and fully sober, set your hope on the grace to be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed at his coming. As obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you've had when you lived in ignorance. But just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do, for it is written, be holy because I am holy. Mm-hmm. And I think the main thing is all those three kind of topics holiness righteousness and sanctification are intertwined um i think sanctification the process of becoming like i said being sanctified being holy being set apart but i think we are called to emulate the holiness of god which is his internal um the essence of him in a way because holy holiness he is completely set apart he's on a completely different plane than we are we will never achieve the same holiness but Mm -hmm. we should try to be holy as he is holy um even so reading it um in scripture god is called holy multiple times up Mm -hmm. to three times he's called holy 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 Mm -hmm. so that is such a great importance because very few times in the bible is referred to anything else many things so he you know saul saul he calls out to people it's extra importance but that one especially holy 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 three times it's like whoa this is super duper important Mm -hmm. i think that's just setting apart god his holiness, his character, 
from mm-hmm. anything else and everybody else. Mm-hmm. Well, I think like, oh, sorry, Achilles. Nope. Go ahead. I'm just listening. Yeah, oh, I think one thing to understand is uh, Paul talks about in Romans how there's nobody who's righteous, like not mm-hmm. even one. Right. So that's I think that's where I have this weird uh thought process i guess you can have about holiness like we're never going to be holy until we reach heaven like consistently we're we are holy beings right i don't think personally that we're going to be that until we get to heaven because paul says it's like there's none righteous there's there's none basically good enough but and it's a big but it's like because of Jesus, you've been justified. Your standing is right before God. Now, what are you going to do with that? I think is the big process. And then what are you going to do with that? I think is a big question of, of, of faith, of sanctification, of living out your faith, all of those things, you know? Well, and I think um, these topics, especially um, semantics, is really important. Um, the differences between terminology and, and what these words truly mean Um when I was in college in the um, the Christian group I was a part of in college in the church that I was a part of um, at school was actually a reformed church. And I had never really truly heard the words justification, sanctification used in this terminology until I started going to a reform, reformed church. Um, and I think it just kind of blew the top off of <laughs> the theology and what I had, you know, learned up until that point um, and just kind of opened the door into um, these really important um, ideas. And so the, the interesting thing as we're talking about this, um, this definition that I had just come across while um, doing some reading was that justification is God's declaration that a sinner is righteous through the work of Jesus Christ. So mm-hmm. when you were mentioning this idea of, are we righteous? Are we not? Like, how do we become that? But that really important phrase and terminology of through the work of Jesus, like, yeah. you know, you can't have righteousness without Jesus becoming into mm-hmm. play. Um, and that goes to what you were talking about earlier, this idea of holiness as well. Um, like being ho- you, like not striving for holiness without also striving to be Christ-like, yeah. like making that distinguishing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that sanctification is God's transformation of a believer's whole being. That is the mind, will, behaviors, and affections. Um, so this idea, and we were talking about a little earlier, but justification being the one time event that Jesus died on the cross, mm-hmm. he was resurrected. Mm-hmm. Um for our salvation. Like that is where our salvation is. Sanctification being, as you guys were mentioning, a process. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the the thing that's people get hung up on is and maybe we can go into more like this idea of losing your salvation. Mm-hmm. Um I think being as a kid that was so terrifying. <laughs> this idea of like, <laughs> you know, if you mess up or sin then um you're not going to heaven anymore. I think <laughs> that was always just a real fear, you know? Uh-huh. And so what does it mean, I guess, to, you know, be going through sanctification, but also knowing, I mean, that's the whole topic that we're going on, but what does it mean to be saved, Mm -hmm. but to not lose your salvation, you know? Uh Well, I guess to ask a broad question to all of you guys is like, do you think you can lose your salvation? Mm -hmm. No. You don't think so? I don't think so either. Let's Mm -hmm. hear it. I would like to, because I feel like I, (laughs) well, mainly because I, I don't know. I, I think people can definitely. Wait, is your answer yes or it. no? Hmm? Is your answer yes or no? Um, kind of no. Okay, keep going. No, I I definitely want to hear more about your guys' topic on it or expand on it. But I think just because somebody accepts God, you know, they say, "Oh yeah, I'm a Christian now." I don't think that means that they're gonna, you know, be in heaven forever just because they say something like that. 
And I, th- I think you definitely can fall away. You could backslide and to further extent, just stop living a holy life or being like Christ. And I don't know. I want to hear. I want to hear. Well, I guess the question then turns into if you accept Jesus Christ into heart and you profess with your mouth and then you go back and if you, so denouncing God, did you ever mm-hmm. truly profess to believe him in the first place? Right. I guess that's kind of where mm-hmm. yeah. the question I, is. I, I agree because I was just going to read that same thing. Yeah. If This is the NLT version, which it's fine. Mm-hmm. If you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God is uh, God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God and it is by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. I think to me, it's not one of those things where it's like, it's that that is what it is. And I think to be like, to add on to, but also you have to do this, this, and this, and make sure you don't do this, this, and this. It kind of goes back to, kind of reminds me of like the Jews in the time of like when Paul is traveling and doing his ministry where they wanted to cling to the idea that you had to be circumcised and you couldn't be around these people and you had to be like this. And Peter ends up going back and falling back into that. Right. And Paul like has to tell him like, no, what are you doing, dude? Like you're missing the point. Um, but what happens is it's like, it's easy to quantify when there's a, B and C that need to be done or A, B and C that don't need to be done. Right. It's like, mm-hmm. as long as I do this, yeah. I'm good. And I can quantify that where salvation from Christ comes into play where it's like, it's very broad and it's very open mm-hmm. and it's not easy to quantify it. So our mm-hmm. mind goes to, okay, wait, am I, am I not? Am I? Cause I, mm-hmm. there's no checklist. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but he says, if you declare with your mouth and believe in your heart, then you're saved. Mm-hmm. That's, and that's all there is to it. You know, it, it doesn't go into more than that. Um, and so to me, if that's what God says, it would be irresponsible to add or to take away from that, you know, despite on if someone's living differently than me and maybe I want to be able to, you know, go to the bars or I want to be able to do this whereas Christians are like no you can't do that then I can get upset and say well you're not saved right because I want to live that life but I don't think that the question of salvation is in play or, or eternity is in play I think once you've confessed and believed in your heart it's done totally and that that key phrase of believing in your heart and this idea of you know people who um proclaim to be Christians and then later fall away as we use that phrase or who denounce God, who denounce Christianity. You know, I think that question of, was there ever a transformation that took place? Cause I mm-hmm. believe that when you profess with your mouth and believe in your heart and you do those things, there is that transformative process. The Holy spirit comes mm-hmm. into your life, into you, mm-hmm. into your heart. And he's what the Bible says that the Holy spirit lives inside of you. And that's no, small thing the holy spirit's continuously working changing you and so you know if it begs the question of was did that transformation ever really start to take place Mm. i mean and i'm not to say i don't think Mm -hmm. any of us are to say whether we can't decide anybody's salvation only god can do that only Mm -hmm. god on judgment day can tell us or can god only knows our hearts Mm -hmm. is that's what i'm trying to say yeah i mean and i'll all throughout the Bible, it talks about how deceitful the heart is, you mm-hmm. know, how deceitful, how wicked the heart is. And I think, um, I don't know, and some people might want to punch me in the face for this, but I think what you said is perfect because I don't know, honestly, if there's necessarily like a hard, like this is absolutely for sure or no, like either yes, you can lose your salvation or no, you can't. Mm-hmm. I think it's hard to say either 
so specifically because you brought up a good point uh, with that with those sets of verses. But then also in Hebrew, it talks about uh, not uh, let's not forget how to stir each other up in love and good works, and then don't give up the habit of meeting with each other. And then in verse twenty in Hebrews ten twenty six, he also like right after he says this. Uh, he goes on to say, for if we go on sinning deliberately after receiving the knowledge, like receiving, not hearing, mm-hmm. receiving it, mm-hmm. the knowledge of truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins. So I think when I hear mm-hmm. that, then I start to think, well, wait a minute, if these people received it, but still deliberately go on sinning, it says, it's no longer remains a sacrifice for your sins. So when I read something like that, it's like, oh, maybe they received it, they had it. And it disappeared. But also to remember contextually and what you're talking about is very true. These are people who are so dead set on thinking that you have to obey these customs and you have to uh, uh, do these works. And this is how you become in right standing with God by doing right. rather than just accepting Christ as Lord and Savior. So there's uh, so I think just a few different things that play into this field that come into this realm because uh, these people were dead set on works. And so he's, I think what he's saying can be true though. It's like if they received it, right, which they did, but then they still went on with the whole works thing. Like, are they, maybe they never were really saved, like Kaylee's was kind of talking about, you know? So I don't know, dude. It's just, yeah. You could go either way. And, uh, yeah. but you hit the nail on the head. It's like, I don't know anybody's heart. Yeah. So I can't say whether somebody was saved or not. Yes. maybe we should preface that by saying most of what we're saying is a bit of speculation and the reality is like even like really like the sophisticated scholars and like theologians have this exact debate Mm -hmm. and i don't know that there's a complete or a set conclusion Mm -hmm. um but but yeah i I think it does kind of go back to and when jesus is talking about uh i think he's talking about the false prophets but he's saying you know you'll know by their fruits and I think there's something worth looking into in the nuance of this conversation because they're not knowing kind of makes you want to like, okay, hold on. I do want to live right. And I do want to make right decisions because I'm not 100% sure if I can lose it or not. Right. Mm-hmm. And not to be to fear somebody into uh, salvation or anything. But there is something healthy about these boundaries and that, they, you know, the fear of God and the fear of, there's something that keeps people in right in the line. And what I don't want to get misunderstood is the, the point of staying in line is not so God loves you more. It's because it's better for you to stay in line, right? Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's better for your life right now, not just your eternity. And so um, to say that we don't know is kind of a good thing. And it mm-hmm. to me, for me personally, I should say, it makes me like, okay, hold on. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I don't feel the same way. That's fine. That's (laughs) That's good. No, yeah. I think uh, when I have that fear for myself personally, um, it leads me down a path of just feeling so terrible. Like, oh, maybe I'm not good enough or maybe I'm not saved Mm. or maybe I'm not this. It doesn't necessarily spur me to like, oh, I'm going to make sure I'm on game. Well, I think then at that point you have to, and all of us as as Christians have to go back to uh, we talked about this a few weeks ago how this idea can get so selfish and so self-centered. Mm-hmm. And I think about this is another dumb analogy. So if you 
you know, prepare. I haven't mapped this one out very well right? again. <laughs> but like, I think of it like, uh, <laughs> like, what's that movie where like the dog sees a squirrel and he's just like, oh, I up. Don't... Is it up? Yeah, I love that movie. I think of it like that, where it's like our eyes are to be on the squirrel, like on, mm-hmm. on God, right? Mm-hmm. Where I think when we think about this salvation, we tend to like always think about ourselves. Am I? Am I? Am me? My? Instead of going to like the giver of salvation, we think about ourselves more than we need to mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah where when i don't know and i don't have answers and i don't you know whatever mm-hmm. i can't look anywhere but the person who does have the answers mm-hmm. and i think it's important to keep our eyes there than mm-hmm. on ourselves you know well and you know what i think does that though is that's the holy spirit in you directing you towards yes god because that guilt or that conscience that's saying conviction exactly conviction saying like i shouldn't be doing this right now or maybe um i should be doing this like i think that's the holy once you have received jesus that's the holy spirit Mm -hmm. telling you um molding you to be more Mm -hmm. christ-like so i think what i get what you're saying because i think that that unknown i think that's our conscious is really what's guiding us. You're absolutely right. Because if we didn't have that slight little fear, then we would just do whatever we wanted. Okay. You guys are just talking about, are you specifically talking about like a reverence of God more so than a fear of like, am I saved or not? Because I don't think walking around with a fear of worrying about if you're saved or not after you have professed and believed in your heart, I don't think that's necessarily a healthy thing. If you're still questioning whether you're saved. I'm talking more about the reverence for God after the fact like like more the sanctification process yeah I'm talking about the Christian the person who's mm-hmm. you know like we talked about professed and declared you know Jesus mm-hmm. as Lord and Savior all that stuff mm-hmm. I'm talking about that person who's like I don't know if I'm still saved or not where uh, there is like you said the Holy Spirit who has this con- where if we listen to it there is a conviction mm-hmm. and then at that point we make a choice right mm-hmm. we're like okay do I continue to do what i know i shouldn't be doing mm-hmm. whereas if there was no fear if there was no like uh second guess then i would be concerned right mm. you know what i'm saying yeah i think the that's absence of conviction it's the absence exactly. of making and i think concern. that's getting more into the realm of um oh man i just completely lost my thought i had a really good thought <laughs> just, please get it back <laughs> gosh dang it well maybe it'll oh, it had to do with the holy spirit keep Keep thinking, but I think it's kind of bringing us to a place too also where um, you have people who are like, okay, did you want to add anything to that, Jared? I'm sorry. So clarify a little bit. Are you kind of in the middle ground where you're kind of like, I don't, I'm not sure. Well, I'm, well, specifically for whether you once saved, always saved. Mm -hmm. I think God's the ultimate judge of that. I think scripturally, like Jake brought up something that was like, "Mm, you can't lose it. And thinking that Hebrews verse, it seems pretty straightforward also about like, hey, if you've received this yet deliberately still continue doing what you want, like there's no sacrifice for your sins after that. So uh, God can judge the heart on that one. Mm -hmm. But I I was just speaking more towards, uh, I didn't know right now whether we're talking about fear of your standing with God after you've right. professed to believe in Jesus Christ as Lord Doubting and Savior. Yeah, I don't think that's healthy. I agree. I don't think you should. Yeah. I think you should. I mean, it not to be mean to anybody mm-hmm. maybe who experiences it, but it almost sounds like kind of like a little kid where you're like, I have to make sure and I have to like raise my hand and mm-hmm. pray the prayer again. Cause, and Kaylee's talked about that too, yeah. growing up. I, in the faith, I know I oh, felt I pr- like I that. Oh, I prayed the prayer like oh, yeah. three times. No, I think that's what it reminds me of like Sunday school where you're <laughs> yeah. like, 
you know what? I watched something not good on TV, yeah, so I have totally. to do this. So it just reminds me of almost being like a younger or newer Christian, maybe, or maybe mm-hmm. just spiritually immature if you're at the part. I'm not saying your people are immature people, but spiritually no, you might yeah. experience it. But what I go back to is even when we were talking, um, Jake kind of brought it up, Matthew 7. Um, good deeds, you know, they come as a byproduct of being a Christian, being, you yeah, know, faith without again. works is dead, which exactly. is another thing to play into this whole uh, skeleton. And he you even know? says, you'll know, a, uh, you'll know a tree by its fruit. Mm-hmm. A good tree produces good fruit. If not, mm-hmm. it will be cut and thrown into the fire yeah. on the day of, you know, damnation pretty much. Mm-hmm. Later, he literally says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, mm-hmm. but only he who does the will of my father is in heaven. Mm-hmm. Only he who does the will of my father. So mm-hmm. if you say that prayer and you believe, and you, even if you have that brief month, two months maybe of transformation, but yet the rest of your life, you live terribly. You completely forsake everything that Jesus is telling you to do. You're not doing the will of the Father. Mm-hmm. So what? I don't. I don't see where you could say you are a Christian or that you you have a confidence of heaven because you've not done the will of the Father. Mm-hmm. You are a bad tree. What separates you from being cut and thrown into the fire? Mm-hmm. So well, that's kind of where I go on that. And this day, this brings me back to my thought that I had nice. earlier. This, Perfect. You led me right to it. That people using salvation as a cop out to continue to do whatever mm-hmm. they want. Exactly. Like this whole idea of, okay, I it makes me honestly think of people who, again, Jake was mentioning it, get like scared into Christianity or that scared yes. of hell. Like you, like, well, I don't want to go to hell. So I'm going to say that I believe in Jesus. But you did, do you truly believe like you're not producing any fruit any works anything like that so then your whole life isn't as you were saying isn't a testament to god's will or trying to do god's will you're just using like you're just doing whatever you want Mm -hmm. by saying well i was a christian i became a christian and i I absolutely believe what you said earlier too like when somebody truly believes professing with the mouth you know confessing in your heart but when you truly believe i think there is um I was actually reading it because I was going through all these different kind of doctrines. It's that that justification. There is a different heart posture that takes Mm -hmm. place. There is a moment of transformation. And I think it's there is an initial large transformation. And then it goes, it kind of flows into the process of sanctification. Mm -hmm. And these are a lot of Christianese terms. It just makes me laugh because I I like what we're talking about. So people understand it. It's, It's super great. But I think if you truly do believe, your heart posture will change and you will become a believer. I don't. I think you will legitimately forego those pathways. Not to say that you can't backslide and make mistakes exactly. and maybe live yeah. in a period of sin. Mm-hmm. However, I think a true belief, a true transformation of the heart is completely different. And I think from you won't go back into those ways. It's completely different. You you set those ways aside and you died yourself. You died to those all those old ways. Yeah, exactly. I think you know having going through the sanctification process doesn't mean we're never going to mess up Mm -hmm, i think that's evident in every single one of our lives we sin every single day that doesn't mean we don't try to become better yeah Mm -hmm. did you want to add anything to that yeah i think because well let me read this real quick this is that same hebrews 10 Mm -hmm. but it's just a little bit before uh First, in the, in the beginning of that, he talks about like how the burnt offerings they were offering. Yeah. All they were doing was like reminding them of their own sin. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was like, that's all they're doing. And you have to keep doing it time after time after time. Um, but then it, he said, Paul said, or maybe Paul, who knows who actually wrote Hebrews. But um, verse 12 says, but our high priest offered himself uh, to God as a single sacrifice for sins, good for all time. 
Then he sat down at the place of honor at God's right hand. There he waits until his enemies humbled, are humbled and made a footstool under his feet. Uh, and here's the important one, I think. For by that one offering, he forever made perfect those who are being made holy. So it kind of goes back into what we're talking about. It's like those who are continuing continuing to live in that sanctification process mm-hmm. of following the Holy Spirit, like listening to those convictions, the sacrifice is done, right? Mm-hmm. It's for good for all time. So those people, and I think, so it's going back to what we're talking about. And ultimately, I think the conclusion we're going to come to is we don't know. Only God knows the hearts of the people who are yeah. of anybody, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's worth noting that it's the good for all time for those who are being made holy. Mm-hmm. See, I think in the whole thing that we're talking about, honestly, like I said, we laid out the only God can for sure know. Mm-hmm. But I kind of lean more towards you can. But then also, mm-hmm. Kaylee's yep. brings up, it's like, well, you could also question, were, was it ever real? You know, so maybe it's not so much a question of if you can lose it or not, it's whether it was real or not, you know, in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing that's, you know, it just goes back to like on judgment day, God is the only one who truly knows. (laughs) Like, I can't look at you and be like, you know what, the way you're living, like, did you really truly mean that when you profess like you know none of us have uh, any right we'll to all say line that. up and i'll get out my notebook yeah. <laughs> and be like huh let's see, see. Mm, next yeah. mm. it's like oh didn't think you were gonna make it <laughs> jake will be saying that to me uh, yeah, but sure. okay <laughs> so let's talk about the idea of sanctification though because mm. like we've talked about once we've professed and believed in our heart our standing we're declared innocent by jesus christ so then you have people though who i think abuse that exactly. and i think um who use that idea of sanctification and being in right standing with God, like why become sanctified? Why keep, or why should I live for Christ? And what does living for Christ even mean? And uh, why shouldn't I just keep doing what I think or whatever I want, Mm -hmm. you know? And that's, that's a real big abuse uh, by everybody first and foremost. Mm -hmm. But I know myself personally, I'm a big uh, like, yeah, we all suck type of thing. So let's, let's just be better. You know, let's just do this. But I think I'm coming, especially as I'm stepping up more into a place of leadership and stuff, I just start thinking like, dude, come on. As church leader myself, I, I hold myself to a higher echelon of right. leadership. Not not um, I'm better than anybody or this or that. It's like, no, God wants uh, people who are who have their sights fixed on God to lead his people, you know, and as a community of believers, it's like, I think we should all be there. So absolutely, I'm, I'm like, I'm really for sure. Super mercy, super grace. Like, yeah, we all suck. Let's all be better. But at the same time, it's like, we can't, I can't keep saying that over and over and over and nothing in my life changes or nothing. And if you're telling yourself that like, Oh, I'm just going to be better tomorrow, like for sure. And it's just over and over and over that it's like, uh, what are you doing? You know, are you really taking a hold of this uh, salvation, of take, taking a hold of Christ's sacrifice? I think, right. Go ahead. No, no, no. I'm just agreeing. I was just going to say, I think that's where the importance of the community and the body of Christ as a bunch of people, as a, as a whole, is so important because I tend to be the opposite of you, where I tend to just be like, here's what you need to do. Here's the truth. If you like it or not, I'm sorry. Here's what it is, you know? Where I, it's hard for me to be like, no, it's it's all good. Like, I'm like, no, like, because in my head to me, like I prefer someone to just lay it out for me and Mm -hmm. then I can do what I need to do with that. Mm -hmm. But not everybody's that way. So it's important to understand that 
all of those things like your grace mercy like the truth and love like that's you have to have both and it's good mm-hmm. um but i think kind of where my my mindset from a leadership standpoint is is like people that are coming to christ that are like coming to church for the first time or whatever mm-hmm. for the most part it's those people that are looking for change uh-huh and it's not really helpful to tell somebody no you're good you're fine because you're like wait <laughs> no I, i'm actually i want to change i don't like uh-huh. the way that things are going in my life and i want to make something different uh-huh. i want someone to give me another option and i think we get sometimes caught up in the uh no, you're good. Just come on. Just come on. Right. We, I think we get caught up in the love, grace, and mercy part of Jesus. Sure. Yeah. But he also brought truth, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And I'm not saying it's wrong <laughs> to dwell in those places, but we've talked about this before. It's like you got to pack the one two punch, you know? Yeah. yeah and right. I think uh, too hard, we just stick with the jab, you know? Just a jab, jab, jab over and over and, and over. Haymaker. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> you need to throw that cross with it, you know? Yeah. And. I don't think, I know I'm speaking to myself personally with this. I have a hard time with that. And that uh, isn't good for a leader of a body of people. You know, that's that's not always the best. I have to bring both. And I think I'm just speaking to myself more so because it's like, oh man, like if we want to be better, you think about it in any aspect of life, in relationships, at a sport, in business, you don't just keep saying like, oh we, we, we landed low. It's all good. Let's aim low tomorrow. Right. Let's do that again tomorrow. It's right. like, no, 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 no. Let's set the bar high. Let's, let's be there, you know? And I, I think one example, I'm all about Hebrews. So um, <laughs> it's Hebrews 12, one. It says, therefore, since we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us also lay aside every encumbrance and the sin, which so easily entangles us and let us run with endurance, the race that is set before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and he has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. And so he says, look at the witnesses before. These are people who were majorly persecuted because of Christ, right? And it says, let's let's fix our eyes on Jesus. And so we're talking about um, sanctification and salvation, and are we really saved and all that? But it, right here it says, fix your eyes on Jesus. And in the Greek, it means to not look away from, like to look at nothing else to do that. Because once you look away, then the sin so easily entangles you. And I think um, this whole idea of being better and we want to do this, it's like, are you fixing your eyes on Jesus? Are you actually not looking away? Are you actually like focusing solely on Jesus? So that way you're not entangled by the sin that traps us all the time you know and so from this idea of from from my position and my standing it's like man i need to fix my eyes on jesus because i can't expect others in any any regard to follow somebody who's not practicing what they're preaching Mm -hmm. you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and so i think in order to set our aim high all that means is to fix and set your eyes on jesus looking at nothing else that's what i was trying to get at with the squirrel dog analogy (laughs) I was going to say, I can see the I was, like, connection. trying to go there, uh-huh. but it didn't work out. It didn't land, huh? No, it kind of did. But Dylan, going back to your original question you posed of um, this idea of <clears throat> well, why should I change? Like, why should I want to be more Christ? Like, why shouldn't I sin anymore? And what it made me think of is that sin is so debilitating and sin ruins 
lives and as you know whatever as fun as like sin may be in the moment like those lasting impacts and that took me back to what you were saying jake about how people come to church or come to jesus looking for change in their life because sin has in some way ruined it or has in some way like shattered people you see that all the time and so you know i think this idea of like focusing only on jesus leaving that sin behind is because sin leads to death and sin and being in continual sin and doing these things is ultimately going to harm us mm-hmm. um, on a practical as well as on a spiritual level. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this idea of like Jesus is telling God is saying this to for our betterment, like mm-hmm. don't focus on this. This is going to hurt you. This is going to ruin your life. Focus mm-hmm. on me, mm-hmm. on what is good and holy, mm-hmm. you know, t- to get out of that. Mm-hmm. I think a great picture of that is like, Cause yeah, we're going back to like, Oh, why should I then? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we obviously, and this might be for more so the person who is in the faith who's like, yeah, I've confessed. I believe it's like, I still kind of want to keep doing what I'm doing. It's like, imagine you're married or you have a boyfriend or girlfriend. I'll use myself as the example. Imagine if I told destiny, my fiance, we're engaged, right? We're going to get married. I was like, Hey, you know what? I know we're go- getting into this. But uh, I'm going to go do what I want every night. I'm going to go hang out with a bunch of the chicks all the time. Um, I'm kind of not really going to communicate with you. Uh, whatever it is that you say I shouldn't do, I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. Sound good. Still good to get married, right? <laughs> there ain't no way, bro. There ain't no right. way. Yeah, I think I, I. a lot of Christian people are like, well, I'll still kind of do what I want. It's. It is such a slap in the face, I think, mm-hmm. personally, Absolutely. to who Christ is mm-hmm. for the sacrifice that he made. It's like none of us had en- have endured the cross at all. And he still came sinless, resisted sin, and endured the cross, the bloodshed. And I, we're going to turn around and say, I see that. I acknowledge it. I mm-hmm. receive it. But I'm not going to live like it. Yeah. And we're not fully loving jesus when we do that like if we love him we'll obey what he has to say Uh because it's for our good it's funny when you just kind of brought that up it reminds me of a conversation we had with a friend the other day where in so many words was kind of like no no no, like i'm about it but at the same time like i'm gonna keep you know i'm I'm gonna kind of do me yeah and i know who this was (laughs) (laughs) obviously it's not like anything bad about this person i love Uh him with all my heart but yeah it's one of those things where literally we have to die to our fleshly desires Mm -hmm. daily Mm -hmm. or it's funny you know on the topic of uh, like analogies, I just think of people who are like, well, I really want to be in shape, but they eat McDonald's every day. Or that's kind of like how I view sin. It's like sin is that temporary pleasure where, oh, it's good. You love it and it's great. But continuing to divulge in that is just uh, it, it's just long-term effects on your, on your body, your spiritual health, emotional health, because I mean, it's, it's just something simple. Like when people think, oh, you know, like I'm down with being Christian. You know, I don't want to cuss and I don't really drink anyways. I don't want to get high. But the only thing I'm still going to do is uh, I'm definitely still going to have sex with my boyfriend or girlfriend. And little do they know they're chipping away, especially that of all mm-hmm. things. But they're chipping away and hurting their spiritual progress, their relationship with Jesus, and their just overall emotional health and well-being. Because like that's one of the worst of all things. But yeah, it's just so interesting how we just think that we can continue to do whatever we want and reap the benefits mm-hmm. of, you know, serving Jesus, but you're not, you're, you're not even trying. Mm-hmm. Well, and the people who look at, you know, the things that the Bible and Jesus tells us not to do people to the, 
the Christians and people look at that as rules and you're trying to like stifle me and, and my desires. It's like, no, Jesus knows what's best for us. Like these things are put into place. He doesn't want us to do these things mm-hmm. because he knows what will ultimately be the best for our lives. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's not a good idea to lie all the time mm-hmm. because it just mm-hmm. even on a practical, you know what I mean? On a practical yeah. level, like breaking relationships and doing those things. So it's like, mm-hmm. you know, trying to take a, to flip it on its head. These, these are not rules. Sins mm-hmm. are not God. Um, how am I trying to say this? Like sin is not something that God's trying to take, keep away from us mm-hmm. because he's like, nope, you shouldn't have that. Uh-huh. It's something where he's like, no, turn away from it because yeah. these are, this is going to harm you. Like these yeah. are not good for you in the He has long something run. better. <laughs> exactly. I remember you know? a quick analogy of that is Raina, when she was a preschool teacher, she'd tell me there's this kid that would always like <laughs> stand on, on his chair. And she'd like, <laughs> tell him like, dude, get down, like get yeah. down. And she'd tell him all the time he would just scream and cry. And she's like, well, what he doesn't see is that I don't want him to fall and crack his head open. Mm-hmm. He's like, all he sees is me not wanting him to have fun. You know, mm-hmm. he's like, but God's the same way where it's like, God's like, I don't, I don't, that's that I don't want you to have fun. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to be miserable in five years. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to yeah. be stuck in a place that you're going to end up hating. And I mm-hmm. know that you're going to end up hating. Like mm-hmm. I know you're going to fall and crack your head at some point. And mm-hmm. I don't w- I want you to avoid that. Mm-hmm. It's really mm-hmm. a loving thing. These set, like yes. this thing that he's trying yeah. to do is so loving, but mm-hmm. we can't see it because it's like, but I want to We're so short sighted. Yeah, yeah. We can only see what's directly in front of us yeah. and can't right. see the long-term plan or the wills that he has. Mm-hmm. And I think something that, is good that speaks to this is Galatians 5.19 when it talks about the deeds of the flesh. This is their evident. Like it's, everybody can see them, obviously. It's immorality, impurity, sensuality, a whole list of things, right? All outbursts, drunkenness, enviness, disputes, dissensions, uh, carousing, any of those, right? It's like, I think people get into this mode where it's like, no, I'm a good person. Like, mm-hmm. I'm a good person. And I know that's a that's a gripe that a lot of people have. It's like, well, it just seems like Christians, it's like always talking about how bad I am and you need to think this is how bad you are and you're not a good person and everything. But I want to take this to a practical level. Like really, we all know people in our life and we have lived our own lives. You can just take that by itself and literally think of all the stories that you've heard from friends or from people or things that you've done yourself and... How could you not say like, oh yeah, man, like <laughs> I'm pretty slimy from time to time, you know? Right. How, you just take an account of those things and it's obvious that it's it's evident. Just mm-hmm. like it says right here, it's, it's so obvious that it's like, oh yeah, people suck. I mean, and that's a big thing that uh, is even like social media big is like, oh man, I hate people or like people suck and oh, it's like, because we do. Like imagine that, you know? Right. It's like luckily... Christ came down to put us in right standing, you know? So we can't, like, if you think about it, the sanctification process is such a good thing for us because it sets us apart, like Jerry was talking about earlier, but it propels us forward. Mm -hmm. It propels us into a state that's constantly learning, constantly growing, and maturing the Mm -hmm. same way that we've matured as human beings. Uh, I mean, some people still throw fits. It it just doesn't look like crying and screaming. You know, it looks indif- It looks like uh, cutting mm-hmm. people off from their life or it looks mm-hmm. a yeah. bunch of different yeah. ways. Canceled. Yeah, canceling Ooh. people. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It looks 
like that these days, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or as 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 adults, but in the same way that we should be maturing just as human beings, it's like we should also be maturing in our relationship with Christ and in our sanctification process. Yeah. We don't want to be like uh, the people Paul was talking to is like, dude, I can only give you milk because that's all you can receive because you're babies in the faith. Mm -hmm. It's like, I want to be somebody who is like, nah, give me real food. Like, I, I want to step up and walk in the glories, walk in the riches, walk in uh, the the contentment that Christ has for me. You know, that's yeah. what, that's what I want to be. And I think um it's just so easy to just look at the people around you and look in your own life and be like mm -hmm. oh yeah we suck this is why i want to be sanctified this is why i think it's a great choice to be sanctified yes to continue that process and mm -hmm. it's worth noting that salvation doesn't depend on your spiritual maturity you know mm -hmm. uh i think some it's like oh he's a pastor oh my gosh like, he's really saved and it's like no <laughs> <laughs> he's the same age I, as you I've, are. I've heard that term before. Like yeah, it's like, ultra yeah, he's saved, like super saved, or like mm -hmm. this that's guy like a workspace type of thing. Every week, he's like really saved, or yeah. she does this. Uh -huh. It's like no, it's not. That has nothing to do with it. That's all mm -hmm. sanctification. The salvation part is done, and mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's yeah. that's where I go back to like when you put your faith in, mm -hmm. and you begin that sanctification process, which is the rest of your life until you die, like. You're, it's done. You're good. Mm -hmm. Everybody's on the same playing field. Now, yeah. like you said, there's levels of maturity that we all, hopefully we continue to progress and there's a progression. Um, but it doesn't mean someone is more saved than someone else. You know what I mean? <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, and yeah. I think that goes back to the idea of um, like the justification being saved exactly is like a, a one size fits all. Right. <laughs> like Jesus died for every single one of us yeah. at the same time. Mm -hmm for all of eternity mm -hmm. like he did that that was the one act but then like I, I like how we're really defining this and making it clear that the sanctification is the process salvation is not the process mm -hmm. right i think that's just really important to keep yeah mm -hmm. that we're reiterating that because i think it can get i can get confusing mm -hmm. in day to day when you know you get into those gray areas i think mm -hmm. even us saying this it can still like you said it, those fears are that back of your mind mm -hmm. saying like well I did this in my safe. So it's really important to just be constantly reminding ourselves like the best yeah, way to remember this is the verse in second Corinthians, uh, second Corinthians five 21. It says God made him who had no sin or I should, this translation might be easier to digest, but, uh, for God made Christ who never sinned to be the offering for our sins so that we could be made right, uh, with God through Christ. But I like, this one that says, so that we might become the righteousness of God. And sanct sanctification is the uh, becoming the righteousness mm -hmm. of God, right? That's what sanctification is. But he who knew no sin uh, was a, an offering for our sin, so we might become. Mm -hmm. So he was an offering for our sin, but the sanctification is us becoming like him. You know, two different things. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's just like all these things are so important to talk about. And just to even bring it to a practical level, you... uh talked about it like people are looking for something you know yeah, yeah, yeah. it might not be today maybe tomorrow maybe the next day but it's like okay we're we've seen so much craziness in the past year it's like god wants people to step up god wants people to not just like oh yeah i accepted christ like three years ago yet i've done nothing with it for the past year mm -hmm. you know it's like mm -hmm. 
God wants to use you. God wants you to walk in, in your giftings and your talents and the things and continue on in the sanctification process, but you have to choose it every day, not only for yourself, but I think for, for your future, you know, for the future people here, for your future children, mm-hmm. for everything. Christ needs people to stand up for him. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think that's absolutely true. And uh, if we don't, okay, then you're saying, all right, basically we're we're getting on the lifeboat and saying screw the rest of y'all i'm out of here mm-hmm. and actually somebody did that on the, the titanic believe it or not like there's a super rich dude he paid the crew to be like hey take me and my three people nobody else we'll pay you tons of money take us and he basically drove away while people were just drowning and jumping off and did they survived yeah they survived really? yeah and i th- i think but i think it's such a Uh, a great analogy to what it means to me if you're a Christ follower yet um, that sanctification process and that spreading the gospel is if you don't do those things, I think it's that same picture. That's kind of harsh, but I think it's the truth. I think it's important to be harsh about it sometimes because I know I can get so comfortable with this idea of, well, you know, I really got to work on myself, be more Christ-like. Like I can't, I think we shy away from the preaching the gospel, that second mm-hmm. aspect to it. Yeah. Um. You know, but you really have to look at it in those terms of like, you know, Jesus said, spread it to every nation, every people, every nation, go and spread the word. And it's yeah. like, if, if we're not doing that and we're just holding it for ourselves, I mean. Yeah. I would ask the question, I would say, well, then why did you accept Christ in the first place? Like mm-hmm. what, would, what would be the reason that, some people might say it's like a like a get out of hell free card, you know, like one of those things. Mm-hmm. But I, I think the reason why most people accept Christ is like we said, they want people want change. Mm-hmm. And then you go back into your day to day to day life, and you don't know how to implement that change, right? And you end up just going back to where you are. And that's I, I think my my point is what I want to just stress the importance of community and importance of people to sometimes be a little bit harsh like you're saying like kind of tell it like it is and that's important to keep people Mm -hmm. it's like this might be another bad (laughs) but it's just where my brain goes Uh but it's jordan peterson talks about this and he talks about it's like parenting um and it's like you kind of have to hurt their feelings short term Mm -hmm. so they you know learn long term Uh it's like i'm gonna put you in time out you're gonna be mad at me for a little bit Mm -hmm. but you're gonna be like okay I'm not, you know, and it's helpful for you to become a civilized person, you know. Well, the wise person receives correction yes. and wisdom from somebody. Yes. And the baby receives that and turns away and is like, what are you talking about? What about you? You're doing this and that. And it's right. like, that's like right. the immature person um, receives it with strife, with the walls up and ready to like fight back, right? Mm-hmm. But the wise person takes it. Maybe they don't even have to agree with it fully, but still takes it. And it's like, hmm. I'll, let me think about that. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. and I think, um, I know myself, I got to remember that even every day. It's, and Pete, you've heard the statement, like, assume uh, anybody can teach you something, right? It's it's a spirit of humility. It's a spirit of uh, meekness of just like, hey, I'm willing to be taught. I'm willing to like, oh, you got something to say? I'm willing to hear that out. Mm-hmm. may not like it, but I'm still going to hear it and right. then in turn mm-hmm. receive it. You know, and I think that's just very important to just everything that we're talking about and the yeah. sanctification process and the need for Christians to step up and like 
kind of live out that life of sanctification. You know, Jerry, do you want to add anything? No. What about this? I have a question. <laughs> what about those people who, because I thought about this today and I have a solid answer for it, but I just want to hear what you guys think. Because um, there's people who will never hear the word of God. Never, you know. They could be an ancient tribe in some uh, weird place that nobody ever ventures to, ever. They're literally just left to themselves right there. So they've never heard it. They I will. They will. Tell me. Talk to me. You've been looking up the verse? Yeah. Yeah. It says in the Bible that every everybody will hear. Everybody will hear. Mm-hmm. Because it... One... In my mind, it, it wouldn't make any sense. Like, God's like, all right, cool. Only people that speak English are going to hear about this. Or the Bible will, the gospel, not so much the Bible, but the gospel, the truth, mm-hmm. will be told to everybody, to every nation in every tongue. Mm-hmm. And everyone will hear. Mm-hmm. And then, I think he even says, and then, then, that will be the time for the Lord to come. Because mm-hmm. I, I don't think God would not give people the opportunity to, to be saved. But specifically that, do you think that's like, Okay, once these people finally heard now in 2020, then it's like, oh, okay, now God will come. I think every single person that is currently on the earth or Mm -hmm. on the earth, every nation, tribe, tongue, creed, everybody will have an opportunity to hear the gospel and choose whether they are going to follow or reject it. Mm -hmm. And I I know there's a verse on it. I know, I'm trying to find it. Yeah, I know there's a verse on it. It's not just Mm -hmm. like, oh, well, I think it's kind of fair Uh because life's not fair, but... Mm -hmm. I, I know that to be true. I, I don't remember the verse. So, you know, I'm, I trust that Jake will find so it. So you think that everybody ever has ever been alive, past, present, and future, has, has heard ever? the gospel? No, no, no. Not yet. But it there will be That's a what time. I'm saying. What, what about saying? those what are the people that like... They haven't like heard died it. died today. Yeah, that passed away and there was yeah. no social media. There's no way for the word to yeah. get across the world. They're just a mm. tribe living out in the middle of nowhere that nobody... Can, like there's places in Chile... You can't even venture into it. Right. There's tribes that live there. And yeah, you and can't. Like the rainforest. And yeah. The guy that tried to do it. Yeah, he got killed. Dang, wild. Yeah. I think, let's take that and let's take it for what it is. Let's, let's just say that nobody ever, there's people that aren't going to hear it. Mm-hmm. I would think that they're saved. Mm-hmm. I would think that because it would be the same thing as uh, children, as uh, maybe a child that was aborted, right? They never had the opportunity to make the choice. They never had the opportunity to reject God because they never knew. No one told them. So I think the people that choose sin, which is a separation of God, mm-hmm. those people, mm-hmm. why are you smiling? I just am excited. Why? Because I like talking about this. <laughs> oh. But yeah, I think that if you can't make the choice, if you don't know the distinction, mm-hmm. uh, I think God is, I, I think you're saved. I, I do think you're saved. Okay. In my opinion. Uh-huh. That's off the top yeah. of the head. Okay. Is there anything you want to add to that case? I just, I, as soon as you brought it up, it's like, oh, it's, this is hard hitting. And I went on a trip to China um, mm. at the end of my senior year of high school uh-huh. um, with my church. It was like a two week trip uh-huh. and we were helping out. We were going there to help out with the uh, missionaries that were in China. Mm-hmm. But one of the days we went to um, a part of China and went to a Buddhist monastery mm-hmm. and a very remote in a very remote location mm. and just kind of observing watching and at that moment it totally hit me these mm-hmm. people have never heard of jesus mm-hmm. um and a really 
a really cool thing that the missionaries that we were helping were doing was starting to translate the Bible into their language. That's cool. Um, but it like just the fact that that was happening, just like that had never been done before. The Bible mm-hmm. had never been mm-hmm. in that certain tongue, that translation until was this 2014 until mm-hmm. just recently mm-hmm. that there were generations of people That's in this town. Yeah. And I th- it hit me so hard. I remember just like breaking down crying because of just the weight of that like people have never heard and have no idea mm-hmm. who jesus is who god is and so that really just and that kind of spurred a period of just really intense like that whole question of you know god why would you yeah yeah like why is it like this that really that intense like being really frustrated with mm-hmm. god and really upset that you know well is salvation for only certain kinds of people but not others who can't hear it you know and mm-hmm. so all of that to say i agree with jake because mm-hmm. i think and i think god reveals himself to people mm-hmm. in different ways in two groups of people mm-hmm. um in different ways and in the sense of i think of like the native americans um who lived you know in this country far before you know christianity ever got to this country this idea of um knowing that there is a higher power and mm-hmm. that innate, you know, desire to, that there is something greater. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. That's what my mind goes to, that God reveals himself through mm-hmm. creation, at least mm-hmm. to people. Which is true. And uh, there's, so there's a verse set of scriptures. That's why I like this question. You guys are like pretty much saying what this says, but uh, it says when the Gentiles sin, they will be destroyed, even though they never had God's written law and the Jews who do have God's law will be judged by that law when they fail to obey it. It says for merely listening to the law doesn't make us right with God. It is obeying the law that makes us right in his sight. That's kind of talking about sanctification and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But then it goes on to say even Gentiles, which is people who are not saved, who are not following Christ. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Who aren't Jews. Right. He says even Gentiles who do not have God's written law, and this is Romans 2.14. Mm-hmm. Let me say that. I don't know if I said that. But even Gentiles who do not have God's written law show that they know his law when they instinctively obey it. And that's what you're kind of hitting on right now. It's like when you have that that instinct, that kind of uh, just swaying towards like, I need to do what's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? He says, uh, even without having heard it, they demonstrate that God's law is written in their hearts for their own conscious and thoughts either accuse them or tell them they are doing right. Mm -hmm. And I think that's powerful because yeah, you do think like, what about these people who have never heard of that? And so people who haven't heard it, uh, have to instinctively like, and not know it, but they have God's law written on their heart when they choose to do what is right. Hebrews 10 says that because I will write my, write the law on their hearts. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But now you're kind of getting into like a question of like morality and like universal morality. Mm-hmm. That's a which we cannot get into right now. But that might be worth talking about. But I think even yeah. with that is uh, even the atheists when they do what is right according to God, they may not realize it, but they have God's law written on their hearts. They may deny it, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. right. But they're moving and acting as if they did have God's written law, but they are denying it or do not know it. And I think that's crazy because as much, because a lot of people will say like, oh, there's no moral atheists. And I think these scriptures right here, it's like, well, people haven't even heard of. It's like they may act in ways that are 
sure. uh, with God's law written on their heart. And I just think that's so cool that even uh, the denier or maybe somebody who's like, no, there's nothing out there or have never heard it mm-hmm. can be acting in accordance with God's law. Like that is so cool. That is, is. that's beautiful. Yeah. You know, that's crazy. Yeah. 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 That's crazy. It's interesting. Even just looking at this kind of going back Romans 1, 19 and 20, they know the truth because God has made it obvious to them for ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and sky mm-hmm. through everything God made. They can clearly see his invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature. So they have no excuse for not knowing God. Mm-hmm. Ooh, interesting. It's interesting to think about, but mm-hmm. this also kind of goes into like, you know, theological differences and uh-huh. inclusivism. If you mm-hmm. do you think these people are going to go, like, Oh, well they haven't known. So yeah, mm-hmm. they're good. Or, you know, kind of even going into predestination. Mm-hmm. It's like, there's, that's like a belief that, you know, God is like, mm-hmm. all right, that group A, you know, group A, yeah, they're going to hell. That's mm-hmm. just how it is. Mm-hmm. And that's a whole, that's a, could be a whole podcast right there. That's a, I feel like that should topic. because that, yeah, that's another like, one that's a hard like predestination, oh. free will yeah. combination. There's double predestination. <laughs> it's a good one. That's a good Triple predestination. <laughs> it's really good reads and like different yeah. theologians, um, traditional and like modern ones too. They'll all discuss it. They all have different kind of beliefs, but yeah, getting into that's good stuff. It's ooh, it's great stuff. Mm-hmm. I wanted to retract my statement when Which I was one? saying that the verse about everybody hearing it, like uh-huh. that is actually Jesus referring to the end times and that the end times mm-hmm. won't come until all the nations have heard. Eventually. Like yeah. yeah. When you guys were talking about that, so, it rem- yeah, it doesn't answer the, the question times. for those who may have died and or without hearing. It doesn't mm-hmm. answer that question. Yeah. Right. It's it's saying it will be spread to all the world. Mm-hmm. It will be not saying that it has every person in the room, but yeah. I mean God's shown his invisible power, you know. Mm-hmm. And so do you think that lines up in accordance with that set of scriptures that I just read? Like do you think it lines up with it's like because for no other reason but understanding that like there is something that I'm following. I may not know what it is but I'm still following it because uh, for somebody to do what is right to what God's law that's written on their hearts, it's like they have to understand that it's like they need, they're putting almost themselves aside, right? Because they're doing what they understand to be right. Although they may not want to do it. It's like unconsciously believing the gospel. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So do you think those two things work in accordance? Because dude, there's, there's people for sure who tribes, in Chile, I say that specifically mm-hmm. because I know that's the one example where it's like people do not venture there. You do not yeah. go there. Mm-hmm. Um, they will never hear the name Jesus. Do they eat each other? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Wild. So does yeah. the person who, maybe the one in who who knows how many or the two, the three, who say like this isn't right in their heart and they're like, I can't be doing this. I Is that God's law written on their heart? I would believe so. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't have come from their culture, mm-hmm. right? So, so it's like, you have to be, where did that come from? Yeah. And so they're, they're well, separating the, these things in their hearts, you uh-huh. know? And it's, you know, your DNA cannot code for morality. There is no, mm-hmm. there is no um, gene for right. no <laughs> empathy. For human gene. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Like we are scientifically, we are made up of cells who follow instructions a code Mm -hmm. to create our bodies like that's and our brain runs off of like chemical interactions like Mm -hmm. this idea of and i know we're getting into that again Mm -hmm. that idea of universal right but morality comes from something else absolutely not just we're not Uh just born with it yeah 
So I guess that's you said it perfectly. I think more plain than I did. So it's like I think that yeah, you're you're recognizing that there is somewhere that it comes from, and you need to go after that Mm -hmm. and choose that way instead of hey, I'm not gonna eat this person or whatever. I'm not gonna do that because that ain't right. But that's almost just like okay, this what I'm what these people are doing is bad. There's something in my heart telling me that this is good, but yeah kind of believing in this like morality sort of thing is good but it it does that make you a believer does that make you a christian does that make you someone is like oh right, it's coming from jesus mm-hmm. but just because like oh well it's not from him like we don't know it's come from it's just in my heart is that i mean that's not going to lead them to salvation to believing like it's written on their heart to do the right thing mm-hmm. and i think they could they could understand where it's coming from but i don't think that's like their path in you don't think so no Hmm. I don't know, dude. What How makes does, you think that that's their path in? Well, I don't think. I would say specifically for like areas, parts of the world where the gospel has never been touched mm-hmm. before. Yeah, and uh, in that, so in that set of scriptures that I read after right. it says, and this is the message. So let me preface it again. So uh, it's Romans 2.14. Even Gentiles who do not have God's written law show that they know his law when they instinctively obey it, even without having heard it. They demonstrate that God's law is written in their hearts for their own conscience and thoughts either accuse them or tell them they are doing right. And this is the message I proclaim. So this sums it all up right here. That the day is coming when God through Christ Jesus will judge everyone's secret life. And I think that's talking about the day of judgment. I think those two things um, so close together in in context is kind of speaking the same things as like, hey, this person who's never heard it, but is following it without knowing it, they're going to be judged by God. Obviously different than those who uh, know what is wrong yet still do it, even though they've never heard God's law. So that's why I would say there is a different judgment for these type of people. I agree. I definitely mm-hmm. know. And then again, all speculation. I don't know. I'm not a theologian. <laughs> um, but it it, just, it it doesn't. It almost seems it should come as you are. Mm-hmm. And I, and I get it. Tribes, especially you know, indigenous people of mm-hmm. the Amazon, people who eat other people, cannibals. I've there's one I remember in like the uh, I can't remember, but there's like islands in in the Pacific Gulf and like all these ones. Yeah. I've read a couple of these like articles and books and stuff like that however just to say that okay these people maybe they 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 figure out right for wrong you know i mean from human existence we've been able to kind of determine that as cultures and societies have become civilized in a way and these are quote unquote uncivilized in a way um i i don't think that is still gonna get them to heaven mm-hmm. i think they have to what what is written what we do know is that they have to believe in jesus they have to believe in Jesus. They have to believe in their heart. And there's got to be a process of salvation, justification, sanctification through all that. Kind of just believing that these people are making the right the choices and that there's this morality, which we know comes from God. Mm-hmm. I think that it just doesn't work like that. I, I don't think so. But do you think that's the perspective <laughs> of people? So our perspective is like we've heard the name of Christ. Uh-huh. Everyone has heard. Uh-huh. So it's like. In our context, it's like, oh, well, I never heard. It's like, oh, you did. <laughs> you you did hear it. But this is somewhere that's just desolate, like... Remote places. Remote. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Nothing at all. And 
like we talked about, it sounds like God's going to judge that differently. And and specifically, I'm because the way you were saying it, mm-hmm. I agree with you where it's like, oh, you just do what you think is right. Mm-hmm. But this is talking about specifically people who, without knowing it, instinctively follow God's law. So instinctively, I would say follow the spirit of God and they don't know that the name is God or that's what they're following, but they're instinctively following his spirit. So, not not like, oh, I'm but doing, how do they get to that point? I'm doing it just awakens inside of them. Like, how does it get there? I think it's just an instinct thing. And what we talked about, how like people just see through creation that there's like, there has to be something different. There has to be something bigger out there. And, and then in turn, in return, combating like what the norm is. So they I kind of say, kind of going back to the scripts you provided and then your, your logic, let me know if I'm tracking that they have the law written on their heart and they kind of come to that obviously through God. He's kind of working on this process in their heart, even though it's not maybe Christ, it's whatever language and we speak or something's mm-hmm. there. Yeah. And they're, they're in a way worshiping and serving and doing yeah. all that. And it's revealed to them through creation, through the Lord. On the day of judgment. And God is the one that has called them, maybe put that on a heart. Yes. I definitely, that makes more sense. I yeah. think I get what you're saying now. Yeah, I'm not saying I'll, like, it's kind of like, oh yeah, they're doing the right thing. So no, they go to heaven. No, 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 and, no, no, you know, no. it's okay. <laughs> they don't need to believe in like Jesus per se because they're, you know, they're remote and they're uncivilized and they're all uh-huh. sorts of this. I'm like, I, that, that doesn't work to me. Uh-huh. That makes no sense. And I think what it comes down to is I think there's a lot of times in Christianity where we, you know, we're all about love and I think it's great. And then we're talking about judgment and truth where we're like, oh, well, I mean, I feel like, you know, they're trying their best. It's like, no, no, no. Like, what's it come down to? It's like, is that the truth, though? I know there's different schools of thought, but is are we saying that because we think that they should be able to hear? Mm-hmm. Or is that the truth? Like, are they going to or have they? Mm-hmm. Have they heard and have they denied? Is there opportunities yeah. for it to kind of get to them? Mm-hmm. So uh, that makes more sense yeah. now that. I'm you not saying like, oh, just do what you think is right. It's like, no, no, no. No, no. no. Like God has revealed himself through multiple different things. And even though it's maybe like, oh, this is the, your language's word for Jesus. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm kind of tracking now. It's also worth noting that like, <laughs> like when Jesus comes back, you know, that those islands, those remote places are going to see and know, right? He's coming back to the whole world. Mm-hmm. They're going to see, you know, and they'll have an opportunity at that point as well for eternity, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, that generation of them yeah that generation yeah, yeah. that's yeah i mm-hmm. i don't have an answer to account for the people that have already passed yeah although it does say that he will raise their bodies but <laughs> i'm not gonna get into a zombie apocalypse conversation right now uh, but i think as we i think we're gonna wrap it up here pretty soon but uh i go back to the rich young ruler and it says this guy he says um, a religious leader asked jesus this question says, good teacher, what do I do to inherit eternal life? What do I do to get this salvation? And he says, why do you call me good? Uh, only Je- or, yeah, only God is good. But to answer your question, you know the commandments. You must not commit adultery. You must not murder. You must not steal. You, you must not testify falsely on your mother and father. You know these things. The man replied, I've obeyed all these commandments since I was young. And Jesus heard, there is still one thing you haven't done. Sell all your possessions, give money to the poor, and you will have your treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. Uh, it's the then come follow me that I think also embodies the idea of sanctification is mm-hmm. put your eyes away from all the things that you thought were important mm-hmm. and bring them directly to me. Mm-hmm. And then we go back to Matthew six. It says, fix your eyes on me first, mm-hmm. and then I'll give you all the things that you need. It's going back to the idea of turning your eyes onto Jesus. Yeah. 
forgetting the things you thought were important and mm-hmm. letting Jesus determine what's important in your life and what's worth your attention. Yeah, and like I said earlier, like that original translation of that word, like fixing your eyes on, excuse me, on Jesus is literally means to not look away. Yeah. Not look at anything else. Mm-hmm. Solely fix your eyes on Jesus. And that's that's something that's wild. Like not turning to the right, to the left. Let, and the beautiful thing about that though is like, God goes before you. It's like all over the Old Testament, it's like the Lord your God will fight your battles. The Lord your yeah. God will f- go before you and fight your battles. The Lord your God will go before you and, and destroy the Philistine army. You know, all that stuff. It's like in our life, when we choose to follow Christ, when we choose God, it's like he's going before us. So why wouldn't you want to fix your eyes on God? Mm-hmm. He's going before you. The future is everything that we all think about, we dread. We're like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen tomorrow? What's going to do this? It's like, oh, God's going before me. He's clearing the path. Why would I not want to fix right. my eyes on God? Right. You know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just beautiful. I think this podcast is not so much uh, giving answers as much as it's like, it's still a lot It's worth thinking about. Yeah. You know? And coming to maybe your own conclusions. Well, ultimately, that's where you uh, build real faith is yeah. coming to your own conclusions. You could sit here and listen to this conversation and do nothing with it. Exactly. But like you said, come follow me. It's like, what are you going to do with it? So I think there's just a lot of good stuff that people can glean from this and mm-hmm. just talk about. Jerry, did you want to add anything before we close? I saw you're looking something no, up. No, I think he's good. <laughs> he does not speak for me. <laughs> no, it's just interesting concepts. And again, I think whoever's listening, these I think nobody's speaking heresy, but definitely do your own research, like near yourself, mm-hmm. kind of see what you come to because there are different schools of thoughts, Yeah, all this kind of stuff. Just yeah. Because you might not subscribe to one school doesn't mean... It's that and we also um, we could be wrong about some stuff too. Not me, believe it or not. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Or me or Kaylee's. Yeah, <laughs> you're definitely wrong. Um, Dylan's probably good. Kaylee's is right. Kaylee's is the smartest out of all of us. <laughs> she probably is out of the three of you guys. <laughs> Jake is the most delusional by far. That's probably true. Oh my That's gosh! But true. we hope you uh, can take something from this. Um, please subscribe like leave Smash a review especially button. on apple podcasts on spotify do all those things share this with a friend uh i think this was a good one and i think it's kind of taken us into a new territory this was definitely something about i guess like the the building up of the church yeah honestly this one specifically i like it yeah i liked it too i know this is what really what you like to do so mm-hmm. Uh, but Kaylee, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Always remember, Kaylee is seriously the smartest. <laughs> you guys like, are crazy. Seriously, the smartest. Yeah, I, <laughs> <laughs> I love you guys. Uh, Jake, thanks for being here. Yes. Jerry, thanks for being here. It's a pleasure. Mm-hmm. Remember, we got a pop up service December thirteenth. You could go on our website, check that out. Pop. Avchurch.com. Uh, or check us out on Instagram, av at av.church, Facebook, all that good stuff. But we love you guys, and we'll see you guys later.